Well, welcome back to The Common Men, two of whom are absolutely brimming with excitement for what this week ahead holds. Now, the first of the excitable bunch is a man who loved everything about Saturday's prelim, apart from Rowan's goal after the siren. Welcome, Forty. Hey, horse. Uh, it was a great, uh, great night on uh, Saturday night, wasn't it? It was a, it was an amazing night. It, I was waiting for it to go pear shaped, and it just never did. It just got better. Move on, boys. Move on. We, oh, it was. Geez. And you haven't been introduced, uh, friendy. Uh, no, you haven't. Hold, hold your horses. <laughs> hold your horses. And we'll come back to that Rowan goal a little bit later, <laughs> won't we, horse? Okay. We, yeah, we can revisit the Rowan goal when we talk AFL a little bit later, and of course. We've already heard from him. He's a man who loves to be heard. And in a year where fever has had its fair share of negative connotations, our number one fever fan, Friendy, is here. But the fever, Friendy, couldn't get it done on Sunday. Yeah, look, hasn't been good for the uh, West Coast clubs. However, I wouldn't, uh, I would be happy to live in West Coast at the moment um, because they're pretty much back to normal. So, all right, mate, let's, let's, let's keep going, mate. Let's keep moving on. There might be no grand final parade this year, but that won't stop the best of the AFL hopping in an open topped convertible and slowly rolling down Cavill Avenue to grab a late night kebab. And it also won't stop this podcast. So, let's get started. Another week in sport is here. Now, the NBA season is finally over and it ended as we expected, a LeBron championship and in the end, a bit of a blowout win. Forty, I'm going to hand it over to you to take the reins in our NBA segment. I was thinking we would talk about some of our favorite things of this season and what we're looking forward to. But look, the control is actually yours now, so I shouldn't have even said that. I'll just release it. What do you want to talk about? Well, uh, boys, I'm out of the Orlando bubble. I'm uh, I'm glad to be out. I'm free, as KCP said on the way out through the tunnel. We are free. Um, Friendy, you probably love to hear from you being, uh, well, not a Lakers fan, a LeBron fan. Uh, reactions <laughs> to the Lakers winning the NBA championship. What was going through your head at that uh, in that moment? Finally. Look- Look, uh, I'll be as arrogant as the Americans. We are the world champions. Even though it's only played in two countries, we are the world champions. And uh, we are very excited to bring the trophy, num- trophy number 17 back to Lakerland. And look, uh, let's just say I'm very happy to be a LeBron supporter right now. See, I have something against that. When you say we, 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 uh, we've now got 17 championships. You've been barricading them for two years with LeBron, <laughs> and yet it's we brought 17 our 17th championship. Now, I don't know. As a Boston fan, I uh, am not happy Lakers won, but I'm very happy for LeBron. I'm uh, I'm glad uh, he got another ring. But uh, horse, what was your thoughts as well, well? First of all, my thoughts, obviously, with KCP. He wasn't saying um, we're free, we're free, as in we're out of the bubble. He was just saying we're free, we're free. We can go out and catch that corona that we've been hearing so much about <laughs> that we've had to be protected from. I can finally go out and get it and experience it for myself. And I've earned some money in the process in the bubble so I can pay for as much bleach as I need to put in my system. Uh, Why but- not? 
Fellas, um, what I found was interesting about the NBA is in the NBA, you've got the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics, one of the biggest rivalries in sports. It's kind of like Hawthorne Hawks and the Geelong Cats. You just don't play for the other team. Um, it's just it's almost a, against the law to play for that team. And uh, Rajon Rondo, the first ever Boston Celtic LA Laker player to win a championship for both teams. Forty, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, look, um, yeah, I'm a bit still a bit salty on Rajon Rondo, but I mean we did trade him, uh, Rajon Rajon Rondo, but Raggy. I think it's hard to compare against Geelong Hawthorne because you had Gary Ablett uh, senior coming from Hawthorne to Geelong too, so there's. Probably maybe that maybe the rivalry will be more Collingwood Carlton. And then you've got mm. a Dale Thomas who played for both clubs. And both clubs actually love Dale. He's a very likable character. Mick Malthouse, yeah. Yep. So maybe Dale Thomas is this, yeah, true as a coach, but Mick maybe McGuan. Dale Thomas is uh, our version of Rajon Rondo. I don't know. Mick McGuan, Mick McGuan as well. I reckon you'd probably find yep. that there was a good dozen people who have done that sort of deal and, and switched across from Carlton to Collingwood or vice versa. But I don't think they've had mm. the success. Alex Fasolo. It's it's crazy <laughs> to think though, that only one person has won a championship with both Lakers in Boston. It's never been done before with all the championships they've had. And with all the trades that go on in the NBA, I can't believe it's never been done before. It is. Yeah. I, I would have thought it would have been done, but maybe the rivalry between both those clubs, the, the hatred, particularly, through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then obviously uh, that continues. So maybe we're entering a new era, obviously, where players are, will play for anyone no matter what. Hey, they'll, they'll Look, do anything. Boy, Shannon Sharps. They'll do anything. <laughs> as my for a boy, bit of cash. Sorry. As my boy Shannon Sharp says, we were never Heat fans. We're, we're wherever he at fans. So wherever LeBron's at, wherever he at, I'm at. <laughs> wherever he at. I like that. That's very funny. <laughs> And Friendy, I know we talked about the uh, finals MVP and uh, you were all about LeBron. Um, I thought when we discussed that last pod horse, we, you and me were probably a little bit more AD at that time. But I oh. think LeBron, by it was a game, it was only three games in. Exactly. The consistency of LeBron from every single, like AD yeah. had his moments, but LeBron, every single game, you know, went toe to toe with Butler. And then the next game, Butler you know, doesn't have as good a game. Uh, whereas LeBron, every single game he he matched. And I think that just shows the difference between someone like a Jimmy Butler who can be great, but taking it to greatness on every single game like LeBron. <laughs> a bit like Samson in the Bible, actually. Uh, I'm not sure you noticed, but um, the Heat players started plucking uh, AD's monobrow <laughs> at night while he was sleeping in Disneyland. And, he lost his powers. Like they just weren't as well, with every plucked eyebrow. Why have one brow? Why have two brows when you can have one super what, brow? Hey, what exactly. I want to know is is um, they said that how come it always looks like Anthony Davis has a career-ending injury and then five minutes later he's back on the court dominating again? Yeah. Well, that's because he actually grew up playing soccer, and so he learned how to handle an injury based on his football experience in the world game. And sometimes he just can't distinguish. Oh, wait, I'm playing basketball now. No, yeah. This rolled ankle isn't the end of my career. Simple, mm. simple response. Absolutely. On the mean streets of Chicago, AD I... was playing backstreet soccer. 
lot um, of FIFA. Freddie, do you reckon LeBron, LeBron's obviously legacy, he's, you know, he's in the Orlando bubble, he's in a hyperbaric chamber. The conditioning of him was is still unbelievable. I don't know how many more years you think he's got, but he's certainly not slowing down. Um, the longevity of his career, is that something, and we've talked about a lot of this, Horse, you know, myself probably more lean towards Michael Jordan, you lean more towards LeBron James, but is this uh, longevity of his career going to overtake Jordan Most when it slowing. comes to the GOAT conversation? <laughs> well, I reckon I still do give Jordan the edge of the GOAT. I just, he was incredible. I would say that um, LeBron is the GOAT. He's the greatest <laughs> athlete of all time. That would be more the GAT. <laughs> it's it's like a solid, solid A. <laughs> greatest of athlete time. <laughs> he, he is certainly, um, he's got, I, I say it like this, Jordan saved the NBA. He made it famous and that's his legacy that he'll carry forever. He literally saved the NBA. LeBron will have the greatest career of all time once it's all said and done. And mm. that's his legacy. Yep, that's what I heard as well. This whole idea of a, a career, the the longevity of it, so many years at the top, you know, verging on 20 years of it. Now, unfortunately, LeBron, there's something you can never do, and that, that something is have a 100% winning rate in finals. You, mm. can, never, you can never beat mm. Jordan in that. Six from six, well, you blew it in your first finals. You never, you're always playing catch-up from there. So it's always going to be tough to compare from that perspective. Impact impact, and, I don't know, just that explosiveness and everything that Jordan uh, personified, he was the man. And like you said, he brought the NBA mm. back. LeBron now is the man and has been the man for longer than Jordan was the man. Yeah. Although I'd also yeah. pose there, what what I would have liked to have seen was midway through his career, LeBron actually retire, go and try and play another professional sport for 18 months, then return and be the man again and see how that went. And that's something else we'll never be able to compare. Because then he would be the greatest athlete of all time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But in in saying that though, Horse, I think the fact that Jordan left for 18 months and came back and was the greatest again and won three more, like, because... Everyone says, "Oh, he would have won eight in a row. He would have, he could have won nine or ten if they had stayed together. All this sort of stuff. That's incredible. That he left the sport for eighteen months, changed his body to be like baseball, and then had to change it back to be like basketball. It's oh, incredible. That's exactly totally. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm, and I think, and I think, if you're whether you're a Jordan, you're going to lean towards a Jordan. You're always going to be like, "Oh, Jordan, he never lost a final." Whereas if you're a LeBron, yeah, but how many finals did he make and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, he's an unbelievable passer. He's going to be all-time scorer, passer, you know. He even out-rebounded AD during the playoffs. Like, he's um, phenomenal in in every single area. But I was thinking it might be, in terms of this, so the, the debate is always going to be if you lean towards Jordan or you lean towards LeBron. But is it better maybe to say the goat of the decade. So you would look back and I would suggest, you know, going back as far as the sixties, you would, you know, probably say Bill Russell, the seventies was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, eighties was Bird and Johnson, nineties was Jordan, the noughts was Kobe and the teens is, uh, is Jordan, uh, LeBron, sorry. So I think you'd have to change maybe to compare it by decade. 
Well, I think you need, first of all, you need to change that acronym that you used because the greatest of all time of the decade is a bit of an oxymoron. So we'd probably go with the okay. GOAD, greatest of the well, decade. Yeah, you know, if you want to be... If you want to be picky on the details, <laughs> but I think it's well, hard we could choose because another it's animal. very different. Well, they could all be baby goats, and we need a mother sports, goat. Well, this is true. The sports science suggests, though, that athletes are going to keep getting better with all the sports hmm. science we have. Like, I mean, the the fact that yeah. Jordan's going for so long is look, he spends a, he spends one point five million a year getting his body right. I mean. Exactly. Body people yeah. wasn't and even earning 1.5 million a year. He's having <laughs> cigars after the game. He's uh, yeah, doing all this stuff. Like if he had a hyperbaric chamber, if he had um, someone at the as soon as he wakes up helping him stretch and work out and so he's got a personal chef and all this sort of stuff, I think it's very difficult to compare because of the everything that LeBron now has at his finger touch um, compared to 20, 30 years ago. Now, of course, it's, it's he, very difficult. You are forgetting, Forty. He did have a personal chef. We heard about his security guards who went and picked up that pizza for him. That, oh, <laughs> yeah, in the middle yeah. of the finals, you know, and like, seven people yeah. rocked up to give it to him. Yeah, and um, and he still and he still dominated. Yeah, exactly. He's still dominated. And he does, you know, Le, LeBron's got no Miami Heat chefs. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure personal security guards. I'm pretty sure Jordan would have had um a lot to do and, and being in constant contact with the uh, Gatorade Sports Academy, which we also know how <laughs> how highbrow the Gatorade Sports Academy is. But you do make hugely valid points. Again, and it is, I mean, it's comparing apples and oranges to some degree when you try and, and put two players who have been the best in mm. the world at different times for different spaces of time, you know, like there's just, I understand there are so many, so many variables that you're never going to come out with just a one. And yeah. and Jordan didn't leave. Jordan stayed with the bulls. I mean, I know he played for Washington, but that doesn't count. He stayed with the bulls. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he what at that point he bought Washington, I think, didn't he? Yeah. So he, had to, he could he had do to, whatever he wanted to. <laughs> he had to sell his share in Washington to play for Washington. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. he could be a, a but player. But I think either. it's. I think the sport, sports science is just improving so much more, and and you know players, the records are there to be beaten, and yeah, who knows the next twenty years what people are going to be able to do, and and longevity of careers and all that sort of stuff. Who knows? What a season it's been. Indeed. Um, it does it go up there as one of your favourite seasons, boys? What's your one favourite moment that sticks out? I'll keep mine brief. Uh, my favorite moment moment was um, sacking Jim Boylan and the fact that there's <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel and there's hope for the Bulls fans for next year. That's me. Friendy, what about Look, you? I think my favorite moment, um, and out of respect to Kobe, the Black Mamba, the Lakers doing it for him, um, I think was incredible. I think um, it was how 2020 probably should have ended. Well, the season that is, um, out of respect to him. And I was happy that LeBron finally got his damn respect. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, Freddie. It was coming. It was coming. But uh, I, I don't know. For me, I, I, it's hard to sort of pinpoint an actual moment. I'm just glad that they were able to make it work. I think it's phenomenal that 
what the NBA were able to do and, and creating the bubble at Orlando. And we actually got to see uh, an NBA champion. We actually got to see the season come to an end. I think it would have been an absolute travesty to, to sort of have a season that did not finish. So kudos to the NBA, to Adam Silver and the team. Um, I think uh, that was uh, tremendous. So, Horse, I think we've uh, we've summarised NBA for the year as much as we can in the short amount of time we had. That um, we have. I'm excited about. Yes, exactly. Yes, I know you're excited. You're you're even more excited about we're gonna what we are going to talk about now, and that of course is the oh, AFL. The oh, the AFL. Oh, the AFL. Just this trendy. Every time. <laughs> We've got the Melbourne Stars podcast in the works, and that's gonna that's a complete different like cast altogether, isn't it's it? It's like an old joke that Fred Friendy just wants to keep going with this Melbourne Stars and he just get this cheap laugh. Look, their memberships came out today, Ford. Have you bought your membership? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, back to the AFL. And in what seemed like a groundhog day of Geelong Finals failures. The Cats have finally made it back to the big dance and the Little Master has one final shot at the title. I'm going to throw this over to you, Friendy, because you have no skin in the game and you can give an honest opinion about what you think is going to happen on Saturday and then Forty and I can come in with the completely biased opinions. So, how's it going to play out? Okay, here we go. I've got to, I've got to get rid of my hatred for these teams because I, I have more respect for Geelong than I do Richmond. I can't stand Richmond. Um, in saying that, I feel like Geelong are certainly bringing more form to the game. I feel like, even though a lot of people are going to say Richmond are the favourites, I actually think going on form, Geelong are the team to beat this week. I'm a bit torn because I want Geelong to beat Richmond, but I also feel really bad for Tim Kelly if he came to the West Coast Eagles and then his team wins the grand final. Kind of torn, but I will be going for Geelong this week for Gary Ablett. I mean, I think what a way to finish your career. Gary was best on ground on the weekend. And I think Gary, with the fairy tale finish, winning the Norm Smith medal, I mean, what more could you ask for? Well, you've, you've turned out to say some of the things that Forty and I would probably be thinking ourselves. Well, I think it's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. I have been... Now, I have been on the Cats. I did. I have said, I'm calling them. They're going to win the Premiership. You're telling me there's a chance. And so they, they had a little blip at the end of the season against Richmond, but I still had hope. I'm like, I'd rather them have a blip then than, you know, first week of the finals. And I think they've sorted some things out. Uh, they didn't obviously win against Port Adelaide, but absolutely had an incredible game. And I was like, after Collingwood, I'm like, if they can play like this for the next two, three games, they are going to win the premiership. And they brought it again against Brisbane. And I reckon they'll bring it again against uh, Richmond. I think the yep. the wild card of danger down in the uh, forward line is going to be interesting, and in how they are going to Richmond are going to combat that. But I'm excited. I'm, uh, but it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a ripper. Yeah, it's going to. It's really going to do a number on my gastrointestinal system. I have no doubts <laughs> about that. I, I. <laughs> The nausea has been ramping up the last few weeks, like kicks in about. It's one of the greatest, worst days of your life. When your team's in the grand final, there's nothing. It's it's a weird feeling. The horse, this is going to be the first time that Geelong has been in the grand final and you and me have not been at the actual MCG. Like we actually since 95. Yeah. 
since yeah, 1995, exactly. it'll be the first grand final so. I've missed. So, um, and same as me. So uh, that's going to be very different. And I don't know what you were like me, but I was pacing. I was pacing around the uh, kitchen and the lounge room watching the game early in up quarter time. I'm like, Jen's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm just walking around. Yep. I'm the same, <laughs> so standing was, around uh, the back of the couch. <laughs> just I'll just get the steps up, get a little bit of nervous energy out. Yeah. It's, it's funny. In between, it's more so like before the game and in between, between quarter time, quarter time and, and halftime. Like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. There's a bit more to focus on during the actual game where I'm just looking at the screen like a zombie. Um, physically shaking, I have been told. Uh, my wife was like, okay, Matt, are you serious? Is this what your hands hands are like? And I'm like, yeah, I can't control it. She's like, you've got a lot of adrenaline <laughs> pumping through you right now. And no, no other sport does this to me. Only the AFL. Like, not even the NBA does this to me. Like, AFL is like, like ruining my life. It's, it's sending me to the grave early. It oh, makes me that stressed. Sure. It's insane. So, Friendy, I've asked you this question before, and you've asked me the same question. Would you prefer to go an AFL grand final or the final game in an NBA final series? What would it be? Well, Come on, man. You've, you've answered this before. No, no, no. You've if answered it's, this. So I answer it. If, if it's the West Coast Eagles in the grand final, I'd love, I want to be at the MCG watching West Coast play. If it's a neutral team, send me to the NBA. Like West Coast, West Coast are like my ride or die. Like if it's, yeah, if but it's like, LeBron James or West Coast, it's West Coast. Okay. So oh, well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to yep. rephrase it. Yep. So your team or person in NBA or your team in AFL. So it would still be AFL Grand Final. Oh, geez. Well, the thing is, I feel like the <laughs> AFL is more realistic. So it's, I feel like this is your nervous yeah, energy moment. Yeah. This is your version but of like, what's right The now. NBA Finals is so unrealistic. Like, what if they. <laughs> They shaped well, it up all together, well, and it was just one on one. There was a one on one world championship, and LeBron <laughs> made it to the final of the one on one world championship. It was just, you were just going to watch LeBron. Who cares who else is on the team? You don't. You probably couldn't name uh, <laughs> some of the reserves on the current team. What it's, I will say is LeBron, just you and LeBron, and and <laughs> you're watching him, and you're courtside. You've been gifted courtside tickets. You could actually yeah, so for me, I'm, you could actually cop I'm some NBA. sweat. You could cop some sweat. If you're lucky. Yeah. He could <laughs> run past, flick his he beard, could. and you could get a drop. He might even question, try and save a ball and, and jump into you. And yeah. Who knows? The question you have to ask me really is, would I rather spend a day with LeBron James like say this before I got married. Would I rather spend no, no, a day you, with LeBron no. James and postpone the wedding? This is or... no, you can't change the question. Like, okay. What go going going combat again? You're changing the rules. Why do you have to postpone oh. the wedding? What I'm saying is, to what if LeBron, LeBron James? The only day, on? the only day, the only day LeBron could hang out with me was the day that I planned to have my wedding back in 2014. Greatest wedding of all time. Just ask Ford and Horse. Um, <laughs> shout out to the MC. Shout out to the MCs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but what if lebron goes yeah i can meet with you on january the 3rd 2014 that's the only time i've got like surely you postpone your wedding don't you 
um, invite him to the wedding. <laughs> I think that's a tricky one there. Oh, Freddie. you that, guys don't a, want to answer this at all. That's, that's, that's a would you rather. Man. That is. Yeah, that's yeah. a would you rather, I think, Frenny. But oh, I think exactly. anyway, look, I'd back, rather, to, back to your question. Back to your question. I just think, nah, look, I probably. <laughs> You've answered the question, friend. <laughs> I probably would go to the NBA because it's so unrealistic. That'd be an amazing experience. I'm going back to the the NBA. Game seven of the finals, I'm there. You keep flipping. (laughs) Anyway, back to the footy. (laughs) Okay, back to the footy. Uh, (laughs) Let's get focused because it's going to be here before we know it. Now, do we have some predictions? Who's taking home Norm Smith? Do you really think, Friendy, that Gaz is going to take home norm or is it just a bit too romantic for that to really be the case well hang on before we answer this i want to pose a question to you boys just about richmond i mean right now they've been the greatest team over the past three years Mm. look they're going in favorites yes how do you how do you beat them you don't let them (laughs) take control of the game that's how you do it you're going to say I thought you were going to say don't let them score more than you. Yes. You don't let them into the ground. No. Because you guys got pumped in the game a couple, like a few weeks back. But you're, in terms of the fourth quarter, you guys were far superior than them. Your first three quarters were just no good. So I feel like you guys have some confidence from that game. It's all about the first quarter, I think. And I think that's how Geelong's set the tone the last two weeks against Collingwood. And Brisbane, I mean, even Brisbane, we weren't that far up, but we certainly dominated and we just weren't able to put that on the scoreboard. But bad kicking is bad football. And and so I think Geelong, when they don't win the first quarter in finals, um, I think there was a stat even uh, on Saturday night. It said, uh, you can remember a horse. I think there was more times than not, they don't win the game. The so, differential, yeah, yeah. So I think it's it. they really, Geelong has obviously, you know, not allow Richmond to uh, get any confidence uh, early and because then, you know, Richmond just build upon that. And the hard thing too with Richmond, you, know, you, you can't just shut down one or two players. Like there's such an even contribution across the board from Richmond that um, they don't need someone to kick five goals and, and have 30 touches. Like they'll have 10 guys that'll have between 15 and 20 touches if they need. It's one of those games where Geelong really need to be on top early to have any sort of chance, I think. Oh, I I agree. I know that Richmond can set the tempo. They can take any structure out of the game. Geelong needs to get their hands on the ball early, needs to control it a bit at the back, take their time set up and feel like they've got control and feel confident. And that's the thing that Richmond has over some of the other teams is this ability to just, they get in there, they scrap, they put us under pressure. They kick the ball along the ground. They don't pick it up cleanly, but they just keep moving it forward as a pack. And sometimes Geelong in the past, in the last three or four years have packed their dacks a bit and caused turnovers and caused goals. I agree. And so Norm Smith medal, um, what, what are, you know, you, you asked the question, how are we going to be? What, what do you think of Norm Smith medal, Friendy? You were, uh, horse, you were suggesting Gaza. No, Friendy suggested Gaza. Oh, I, I suggested Gaza. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. Well, he's paying, if, he's paying $21 at the moment. If, you <laughs> if, if uh, Geelong win, I, w- I would love to see Gary win the Norm Smith. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Gary. If Richmond were to win, I would love to see Dusty 3 Pete the Norm Smith. 
I would not. No one's ever done it. I wouldn't want to see that. No. <laughs> but, of course, because that would mean Geelong is lost. Yes. But- Although I feel like Dusty's, the AFL love him so much that they could still lose and he could win the Norm Smith medal. With like, do a Chris Judd. He could, but but Dusty could do it with or like two, two goals from ten possessions. They love him that much. Yeah, it's you know, I think I think uh, Basha Hooley should have a Norm Smith under his belt. Um, I could see if Richmond were to win, I could see someone like Shane Edwards winning the medal. Uh, if Geelong win. It is often, I feel like it's often already decided we're going to select out of this handful of players from either side, depending on who wins. We'll, we'll pick the best one of those guys to vote for. Like, you look at it, uh, they're already. you could already put half a dozen names out there and you could pretty much guarantee that one of the half dozen is going to be the player that's going to win. And it'll be, you know, if it's Geelong, we're looking at a danger field would be the favourite for sure. Selwood. Yeah, Hawkins. Uh, you know, like those those big name marquee players always I tend to get Blixar, the spotlight. Blixar has a big chance, actually. Mark Blixar has a big chance to win it. Paying $51. <laughs> well, he's got a big role because Nan Curvis dominated against Port yeah. on Friday night. And, and speaking of preliminary finals, incredible achievement by Joel Salwood playing in the most preliminary finals yeah, of all amazing. time. That's amazing. Um, to think a guy who came in in 2007 was his first year and uh, by 2011 had won three premierships and played uh, four out of five grand finals. And five <laughs> out of five start. prelims. Exactly. So, um, yeah, unbelievable. So, okay, unbelievable. boys, if Richmond were to win this game this mm. week, which yep. is highly chance, possible, yep. Do they uh, go down as a greater team than that cat side of 07 to 11? Well, winning three out of four. You guys won three out of five. Do you enjoy watching Richmond? Because I don't. I hate Richmond. Yeah. The first, the first time around, even though they knocked us out in the qualifying final, and it, you know, it was all Richmondy, and they'd been, they'd been a laughing stock for as long as I could remember, and they finally won it. And it was like good on them. But then when they sort of just appeared to take that game style and then for the next few years refine it to the point of just it's, oh, oh, I just don't enjoy watching that style of football. I just, I don't enjoy it. And I don't enjoy watching them. But hey, they've had success. And yeah, yeah you can't deny the fact that they've, Three out of four years they've made the grand final. They've already got two premierships and potentially a third one. It's all determined on whether Richmond win the premiership or not, isn't it? I think Geelong has been able to sustain that um, winning record for a lot longer period than Richmond. Uh, Maybe not won as many premierships as they should have. So it's probably really probably too early to say that about Richmond, whereas you can compare Hawthorne and Geelong very easily even Brisbane Lions um, as well. But, yeah, I think that's too early to say. Even if they do win the premiership, I think they need to sustain that, which they will. So they probably will, Friendy, in my opinion. Look, it is, it <laughs> is nice will. going, like, all of us go for successful teams that are always there or thereabouts every now and then, mm. every now and again. Um, imagine going for, like, a Fremantle or a Carlton mm. or a Melbourne, like... 
Seriously, mm. what's the point? Oh, Melbourne, indeed. North Melbourne. Oh. Well, North Melbourne, North Melbourne, had, North Melbourne had the nineties at least. Yeah, yeah with Wayne Carey. But Melbourne, but- Melbourne had the sixties. <laughs> The 50s and the 60s, you know, like that's how far back they, they are. They were pretty good in the 80s. The 80s were, they weren't too bad. They, were, they made, they made a, a grand final in the 80s. And they were very thankful that Geelong beat Port Adelaide by 119 points because that took away the record that they had of the worst losing margin in a grand final. So mm. they weren't that successful yes. in the 80s. Robbie Flower, a legend of the Melbourne team. Um, I feel like he might have played a final. Like it was not, it was not really successful. Yeah. Like they had a, a good run near the end, but they just couldn't get it done. Robbie Flowers' final three games in 1987 were the only finals that he ever played in. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, but I agree, friendy. It would be it would be hard, wouldn't it? <laughs> not. And I think that's why I'm so um, well thankful. Like Geelong has been able to sustain uh, always being a contender, always being able to have an actual chance of making the grand final. It was nice to actually see them take that one step further that they haven't been able to do since 2011 Yep, and make the grand final. It was kind of a little bit of even a shock, I thought. I don't know how you felt that horse after the game. I'm like, oh, we're playing a grand final. I think yeah. even just being in COVID and not being able to celebrate it with other people and watch the game, it, it didn't feel real. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is. We, now, we said right at the start of the year that the asterisk is there, but right now that asterisk is like means it's an exceptional win. So we'll just we'll let we'll let one more week determine whether or not that asterisk is like one of the best wins we've ever had in the history of the game, or we don't really care what happened. I think we've I think haven't we decided that there is no more asterisks. Like if you can win this, yeah, challenging year, like. I think Gianna said that about the NBA. This has got to be one of the most hardest seasons uh, look, uh, ever. I think this, if Geelong win this, this is one of the most, or, or Richmond win it, it is one of the most impressive grand final wins, I think. It's mm. the bubble, leaving your families. Yep. Like Max yep. Gorn was saying, he's away from his, his wife for yeah. X amount of weeks. What it was. Like that's that's yep. full on. Um, even though cricketers do this all but AFL haven't done this before, it will be the hardest. Um, so look, yeah, Good luck and- to both teams, and I'll be happy as long as Richmond don't win. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> so will we. Now, a couple more things in the AFL before we wrap it up. First of all, breaking news today, of course, Jeremy Cameron has opted in and wants to head to the Cats. And just on a side note, that will Come mean on. that uh, if we can get the deal done, you would think Geelong can be thereabouts again next year with probably the most potent forward line in the business with Cameron and Hawkins and potentially Dangerfield roaming around as well. And so that's a little side note with AFL trade. But of course, last night as well, we had the Brownlow medal, the most unique Brownlow medal count in history. Lockie Neal ran away 31 votes in 17 rounds, clearly on track to top Dusty Martin's uh, 35, I think it was in 2017, but he just didn't have enough games. There were no more games. Now, from a personal perspective, I've never turned off the TV earlier on a Brownlow medal night than I did last night. Look, they tried hard. This is my perspective. They tried hard, but there was just, there was no tension. It was not a close count. And I was tired. It had been a big night the night before. 
with the prelim final. And I was a bit drained. Friendy, did you enjoy the Brownlow? Yeah. Congratulations out to Lockie Neal. Look, yeah, let's start at congratulations. I think um, his wife was ready to go to the beach straight after. She had a bathing suit on, ready to go to the beach. And so I think she wasn't really interested in being there either, to be fair. But yeah, good on you, Lockie. He was a well-deserved winner, wasn't he? I, I think. Yeah. So, but um, I I, uh, I put a little um, little quick story there for a horse. I put a little cheeky bet on Danger, um, paying thirty four bucks, and uh, thought he was thought he might have been a chance. But um, just going back to our introduction too, I was uh, very very excited. Not only that Geelong won the preliminary final, but I was like, I had a multi. It was a five way multi, and I was all I was all up, and I was like seconds to go. I'm like, you little ripper, I'm gonna win 160, 80 dollars or whatever it was. And then Geelong had to win by 39 points or less, was one of the legs. Which I knew and when Gary, yeah, and then Gary yeah. Rowan got that. This is great. Kick after the siren. I was like, oh no. Oh no, he's gonna kick a gun. I'm like, miss, 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 miss. And then he kicked it. I was like, no. It ruined your night for And I was like, I'll, I'll be honest, I was laughing at the other end. I'm sorry, Forty. <laughs> I was like, because I knew you what was going on. And you oh. might have noticed in the text, I was like scrambling to get this out because I noticed it got up to 34 and there was 16 seconds left. I know, I was worried. And I, I was worried when it was 34. I text and I said, Geelong are going to kick a goal in the last 16 seconds. And then it yeah. happened. So I'm well, sorry. Well, happened, happened after the siren. I'm just like, siren. what are the chances? Like, I was just like, you couldn't have happened to, to a better bloke, Ford. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> it. But anyway. Okay, guys. Now, I thought being the grand final, it was important that we acknowledge this time and actually have a little segment dedicated just to the grand final. So. I've put together a little musical intro, and here it is. And there it was. Now it is time for some grand final trivia. Now, I'm going to pit you guys against each other. I'm the MC here. What you might need is uh, if you've got your phone to write your notes down, write your answers, because I'm not going to reveal the answers straight away. We're going to do that at the end. We've only got five questions and I'm going to put them out there and feel free to talk your way through the answers as you're going uh, and think your way through these. Guys, are you excited to take each other on and see who knows the most? Yeah, just give me the trophy now. Horse, pumped. Uh, mate, arrogant, like Dusty Martin, Lockie Neal, arrogance. <laughs> okay, so question one. Now, we all know Meatloaf in 2011 with his damaged vocal cords ripped up the MCG. But can you name five other acts, musical acts that have performed at the grand final in the last 10 years? That is question one. I'll give you a few seconds to see what you can oh, put wow. together. Do I like, is it, can I call a friend or nope. phone a friend? <laughs> this or? is, this can is purely, work can together? I, can, yeah, I'll call Friendy. <laughs> you call me. Think backwards, think backwards. Friendy, you should be able to work out 2018. If you can't remember who the musical act is when you last won a premiership, then that's a bit of a concern. I'm going to struggle. You're going to get one point per correct act here. 
Oh, wow. And also remember, there's been multiple acts. Oh, yeah, true. Like, it's not just the one act every year. There's multiple acts. So there's actually about 30 different artists to choose from. We're going to move on to question number two. In which year was the current Final Eight system introduced to the finals of AFL football? In what year? Mm, In what year the current system of Final Eight football was introduced? Question three. When was the last time there were two winners of the Norm Smith medal in the same year? And who were they? And then I want you to write down the next line of that song. So are you both listening? Yep. Yep. Okay, ready? Because there's one day in September... We want to remember. Freddie, Freddie, you are not writing anything down. No, I, I, I don't know. Have a go. Just, just, just have a go. Forty, how did you go with that one? <laughs> Struggled. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick the song. I, I, it must be the singer. Freddie, must be the singer. You don't even know from the words that line. I can tell you the the name of the song is One Day in September. Okay, so we've only got one question left, guys. Question five. This is a tough one. This is is a very tough one, and I, no offense, I highly doubt that either of you will get this. But I'm putting it out there. Okay. Which VFL slash AFL player has played the most games whilst never playing in a grand final? Most games. Who played the most games but never actually played in a grand final? Okay. Time is up. We're going to go back and have a look at these answers. First question, I asked you guys to name five other acts that have performed at the grand final in the last 10 years. Friendy, have you got some for us? All right, so you alluded to before the Richmond one. I believe that was the Killers. Correct. Mm. Yep. Yep, 2017. Um, what year? 2017. Yes. Now, you did say back in 2018, you should know the singers that you had, and we had the Black Eyed Peas. That I remember correct. there was someone else, but I can't remember who the other one was. Um, but Black Eyed Peas was there. That is um, correct. I, I'm not 100% certain on this, but I feel like... I'm around the ballpark. Sting was one? You're correct. 2016, Sting performed Message in a I Bottle. I felt like it was recent. I can't now, stop thinking um, about you. Now, Jen is uh, related to um, the very famous singer uh, from The Seekers, who is Judith Durham. Mm-hmm. And I believe she played at the AFL. Surely The Seekers did. I actually saw the Seekers in 1994. Okay, well, that is not in the last 10 years. Forty, what have you got for Damn us? It. Yeah, Damn well, uh, Friendy's already mentioned a couple. Uh, I had the Killers and Black Eyed Peas. 
Um, would you give uh, points to uh, Mike Brady up there, Kazali? Oh, 100%. Why not? He's there every year. Every year. I thought that was a fairly uh, certain one to uh, to get. Yep. Um, and I was also thinking Tina Arena. I don't know what year, but I just feel like she has sung uh, at one, one of the years. Um, I reckon she would have been... 2013, Tina oh. sung the national anthem. Oh, so that's oh, Canada, is it? Yep. Yes. That. She's an artist. She performed. Um, uh, Jessica Mowboy, I have a feeling that she would have sung one being an Australian. I reckon she would have done a national anthem. Sure. I feel like she's done the NRL. Has she? That's correct. 2015 NRL grand final. I think you'll okay. find that she's done the NRL. But but surely, surely she's done something in the last little plug, little plug to the Melbourne Storm good luck to the Melbourne Storm this yep. week Indeed. come on let's go Storm um, okay well no, you can no. confirm that later yep she is not she is not appearing okay uh, another one I have is Jimmy Barnes correct Jimmy, Jimmy. Barnes actually Barnes he was the other one with Black Eyed Peas that's correct ah that's who it was Barnes uh, I thought that was a good one and there you go. Did, you say, did you say we could mention Meatloaf no, we can't mention Meatloaf. Because <laughs> I, I said in the question, we already know Meatloaf. <laughs> um, and I think that is all I had, yeah, other than what Friendy's already said. And the other one, last one, Daryl Braithwaite. Surely he's sung Horses or something like that. I'm just thinking of like, you know, I- Aussie icons. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there going, come on, horse. They would have surely have sung something in the last 10 years. But uh, can we confirm Daryl? Look, I can't find Daryl. I feel like... Angry Anderson must have been in there too somewhere. Yeah, in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to... I'll, I'll actually tell you some of the ones that we missed. So last year, we've already forgotten that last year, Tones and I sung. Uh, we've got Dean Lewis, John Williamson. Who could forget? And I'm surprised no one mentioned this iconic Australian, Paul Kelly. He's actually Ooh. appeared a couple of times. Oh, of course. Great, great Sydney Swans player. We had Vicar and Linda Bull, Dami Im, Mahalia Barnes, Conrad Sewell, all chiming in with the national anthem, as long as well as Olivia Newton-John. We've had Ed Sheeran. We've had Tom Jones. Oh yeah, Ed Sheeran. That's right. We had everyone Chris... was complaining about how how um, bad it was. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like mm. Ed Sheeran? Yeah, you yeah. cannot Danny, put him on the... Danny Green? Uh, I mean, Lionel Richie's? He, he was there for one of them, wasn't he? Lionel Richie was there in 2010. They got him at short notice for the replay. Yeah, so there you go. And they'll be joined this week by Shepard DMA's Cub Sport and Andrew Stockdale from Wolf Mother. And, of course, Mike Brady will be performing from an empty MCG, which that'll be interesting. Riveting. Okay. We've got the next question. In which year was the current Final Eight system introduced to the finals of AFL football? Friendy, what did you have? So, this is all I could bring it down to. I was thinking, when was the last time, like how far back could I go where I remember it being a top eight? Yeah. And I can only go back as far as, I feel like it's 1999. Ooh. Wow. Very close. I, I was going to say it's in the 90s some to- somewhere. Definitely in the 90s. Surely. Mm, and no. my, my pick, it's not. No. Well, no, hang on. You can't let him change his answer. What, Thanks. You're gonna pick I didn't like... give an answer. I didn't give an answer. 
You were going to say it was in the 90s. What did you have? You both got it wrong. So that's okay. Nothing to be worried well, about. I was thinking 97. I was thinking around one of those Crows premierships. Nah, it's 2000. It has to be 2000. Yeah, it was 2000. Now, it actually changed at the <laughs> nah. end of 93 from the top six to the top eight. But we're talking about the current final eight system, which changed from 94's uh, system to the 2000 system where the top four were actually guaranteed the double chance. Okay, next wow. one, question three. When was the last time there were two winners of the Norm Smith medal in the same year and who were they? 40. Yep. What year was I, it? I can't remember one being that recent, to be honest. And so the, the last that I could actually remember, and I can't pick the year, the early 2000s, was Goodsy and Mark Rusciuto. And I think there might have been another guy that I can't remember. And I can't pick the year. I think it was like 2000 and maybe 2004, maybe? Was I it? feel like you're talking about the 2003 Brownlow medal. We're talking about the Norm Smith medal in this question. Oh, oh you threw me then, Ford, because I was like, I think you said the Norm Smith. I I must. I was thinking you sort of said Brownlow, but there you go. Yeah, Norm so you were, thinking, you were thinking Buckley, Goods, and Rusciuto in 2003. Buckley, was it? Yep, he was the other one in the three-way tie, the famous three-way. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, anyway, horse, I feel like the answer you're looking for here is yep. 2010, the drawn that's grand final. That's correct. Lenny Hayes, and which I'm is a confirmation. Of, yep, I'm that's true. There. I think, I think it was Pendlebury, Scotty Pendlebury from Collingwood. That's correct. You got them both. Well done. Forward, you got to listen, mate. Shut up, friend. So. Uh, <laughs> So, Freddy, you've jumped to the lead there. You've jumped ahead a bit. Do we have a score check? How many uh, in question one did we get? Did you get four out of five or five out of five? I got four for the first one. Uh, 40, what did you get for the first one? Oh, how many are picked? Yep. Uh, Brady, Killers, Buns, Teeny Turner, Black Eyed Peas. There you go. Tina Turner. Thing is, I he mean, wrote, sorry. He wrote down <laughs> no, no, 35 I mean, names. No, Tina Arena. To be fair, friend is right. Forty did throw out eight names, of which five were right. Nice. So you got five. Five, five there. We've five, got to take yeah. your first so that's answer. Okay. Sorry, Ford. So no, that's okay. You're you're five. We're going back to the 40. tape. <laughs> at six, at six five, it's still anyone's game. Ooh, okay, okay. Okay, now this one. It's do a, I? Can I just say? Do I get a point for picking that last Brownlow? Because like I was <laughs> at least half a point. No, I knew that last Brownlow. No, you didn't. You didn't say it. <laughs> because it wasn't the question. Yeah, but still, kudos to me. Kudos. I picked it. Oh, can I get some points for 1997 with uh, um, James Hurd and Michael Voss? No, mate, winning the that wasn't line? the question. It was the last. In, in my mind, I thought it was. I feel like last that was 96 low. anyway. I think it was 96. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, 97 and Corey was, McKernan uh, should, was robbed then. And, and sorry to correct you as well, Forty, but it was 2003 and you said 2004 and you got two of the three. Okay. Points. So, <laughs> all right. And it was. Well, I get half. Can I get a third? Can I get a third? A little bit. Okay. Okay. There's only one, there's only one point of difference, guys. All so right. we've got to the finish this song line. And I want you to both. Oh, no. I want you to both sing at the same time. <laughs> oh no! Let's see what we come up with. Okay. I don't know if Zoom's going to do this well, horse. Singing oh, yeah. at the same time. I'm watching you here. I'm taking note. Right. Of how well you All go? Right. Ready? Oh, this is going to be bad. 
Cause there's one day in September we want to remember the groundhog and its feather. What? <laughs> we want to remember the groundhog and its feather is incorrect. Forty. What? what did you have? Because he just came right over the top. <laughs> you did. I, mate, I'm, I'm forfeiting that one. I absolutely have no idea. Do I, I get half a point for putting something on the sheet? One day in September, surely. Again, he repeats the line. Okay. Can you even re- Can you even finish the second half of the second line? There isn't any doubting. We'll be in there. <laughs> Grand final? Doubting. Okay, look, it's, it's still 6-5 going into the last question. Oh, no one knows this last question. <laughs> it is a tough question. What was the question? I forgot that already. <laughs> Who has played the most games whilst never playing in a grand final? Look, Can you give us a hint? Come on. He played for Fitzroy. Paul Roos. Friendy, do you have a Come response? On. Do you have an answer? I feel like I'm on a winner here. No, I I feel like I feel like Rusey played for Sydney. Correct. In the grand final. In 1996. So I do appreciate the excitement there, 40. Oh, you're kidding me. Once again, a technicality. I had Here we go. He's he's Googled it. No, well see it's not Fitzroy though. I went with um Footscray. I went with Chris Grant, but it's not Chris Grant. (laughs) Mate, it's not the question. It's not the Brownlow medal. <laughs> uh, that Chris was a, playing at the grand final. That was a very valid guess as well. It's actually it's Bernie Quinlan. Oh, Bernie. My mate, Bernie. Oh, Bernster. Bernster. Oh, yes. 366 games. Thanks for appearing in this challenge, both of you. Uh, congratulations, Friendy. You take the chocolates. 6-5 in this case. What are you going to do to celebrate the win? Yeah, look, first of all, I just want to um, thank Ford. He was a formidable formidable opponent. Um, however, it does make things easier when they don't hear the questions properly. So thanks for that, Ford. Really appreciate it. I'd just like to point out, I only got one question right, but I got five points from it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, guys. Thanks again. Hey, you know what? We're going to just roll over into our final thoughts right from here. Yes, it is that time. We have hit the end of another podcast. And of course, as a usual, we'd like to remind you of the following. First of all, our email, podcastforthecommonman at gmail.com. I'm contemplating taking some long service leave just because I need the time to put in these long hours reading all those emails that we are receiving. And of course, we've got Instagram at thecommonman.podcast. Don't forget the dot, hey guys. Don't forget it. Yep, good. (laughs) You forgot it for a second there, it appears. Uh, (laughs) And now I take great joy in getting to ask Friendy this question. Hat update, how are we going with the hats? Yeah, very very exciting horse. Really? They're not on their way, but I I, I would say they're not far behind being on their way. (laughs) Oh, really? So you've done some research? Or I've done... I've, I've, I've thought about it. <laughs> hey, 40. Yes, enjoy, of course. Enjoy this weekend. 
I will. Enjoy it's it. It's going to be a big weekend, actually. It is. First time that we haven't watched the grand final together when the Cats have been playing know. in yeah. uh, modern it's history. It's going to be weird. It is going to be a good, bit weird. Good luck, boys. But maybe I'll have to, uh, if the Cats win, I'll be uh, doing a FaceTime with you afterwards. As you're uh, streaking through the middle of Geelong CBD. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next time on The Common Man. You know those times when you know you're 100% correct? You know those times? Yep. Yes. Somehow you're not correct. <laughs>